0: Well, I'm probably going to make a lot of people mad. Hello, Christian Patriots, and welcome to Church and State, where we strive to plug you into the pew and plug you into politics. And I am your host, Caleb Collier, once again, your favorite far-right shock jock and the most schizophrenic show you listen to on a daily basis. Unfortunately, Pastor Gabe is not here. And that could be extremely problematic on today's episode. You've heard the old expression, when the cat's away, the mice will play. Well, for those of you who are new to the show, you probably realize that Gabe has a degree of... Uh, soothing, maybe an element of soothing to my chaotic mind. And when he's not around, uh, you never know what I'm going to do. And so that's going to be this episode. We're going to talk a lot about our faith and uh, some observations I have, some beliefs that I have, and it might just anger some of you. Um, But before we go there, let's go ahead and go on over to churchofstate.media. Churchofstate.media, this is where you're going to want to upload the shows. Look, this is going to be an interesting one i'm in a mood and i'm usually in a mood when gabe's not here uh that's why you should write in and tell gabe hey be at the shows otherwise caleb's gonna go off script it's kind of dangerous when i do upload the shows share them with everybody um share them with gabe tell him, hey have you seen this one you might want to address this uh chris just brought up a great point if you have not seen our episode with the, uh, a lot of people know him as the QAnon shaman. He doesn't really appreciate that. He likes to be known as the American shaman. But Jacob Angeli Chans- uh, Chansley, f- phenomenal interview. It was an entire hour. Uh, for those of you on the American Christian Network, we are only releasing, when we do an hour show with somebody, we are only releasing the entire show on our website or on Rumble. So we're actually driving you over to there. So you only get us uh, free for ACN for... Just at that half hour. So be, be ready for that one. Um, you're also going to want to take advantage of all our fine affiliates. And um, I want to just thank the audience because you guys have been actually going in and you've been ordering some things. And that deeply benefits us as we are continuing to grow Church and State into a national platform. Had some phenomenal guests. You guys can all bear witness to that. Uh, but take advantage of the gold one in particular. Um, I've been really studying the economy as of late and I've uh, been on a lot of shows where we've been discussing the economy with Clay Clark. We're in trouble, guys. We are in trouble. And if you want to make sure that uh, you don't lose everything you have, I'm talking about pensions. I'm talking about your stock market. All of that could just be gone. You could wake up tomorrow and it would be gone. If you diversify into gold, and and uh, the thing I love about uh, Sorcini and the uh, Beverly Hills Precious Metals, they're not going to tell you to take all your money out and just buy gold and silver, no, they want you to diversify. So give those guys a call. Uh, make sure to use that promo code Church and State, and we will get a little bit of that back. Uh, oh, and you're going to want that General Flynn coin. And now we now they got the Reawaken America Tour coin too, right, Chris? Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a nice one as well. So get those coins. Uh, also, you can just donate directly to us if you are so inclined. There's a donate button right at churchandstate.media. This ensures that we stay on the American Christian Network. So if you love this show... Help us out, please. And lastly, if you want to get a hold of us, Church and State 1776 at proton.me. All right, let's get into the show just a little bit and uh, discuss these fascinating topics, at least to me anyway. But before I get there, I just want to say this. I know that I am a character. I'm very well aware. And I'll tell you this, characters make for good talk show hosts because you never know what we're going to say. We're, we're a little bit out there. Um, we're a little bit weird in a lot of ways. And I'm okay with that. I've accepted that about myself. Uh, so there's that element. There's also this. Please understand my heart. If there's anything that I say on today's episode where you find yourself starting to get angry with me, yours truly, go back and listen to this part, the part that I'm talking about right now, because you have to understand my heart with all of this. I don't go out of my way to attack fellow believers, I'm not attacking Christians as a whole. But I am curious and I am wondering about some of the things that are accepted in some of the modern day churches. And so this is really where my heart is coming from, is that I want to tackle these subjects. I want to have a conversation. I could be totally wrong. And if I am wrong, I would like to be corrected, okay, corrected in the right way. And so as I start talking about some of these hard subjects that I may disagree with, it doesn't mean that you're not my Christian brother or sister for that matter. It doesn't mean that I don't believe that you aren't saved, that you're not going to enter into heaven. I just see some of these things as problematic, and then perhaps they should be addressed as a body as a whole. Okay? So with that said, let's get into the subject matter. And first, I've got a wonderful introduction. You might even have to back out a little bit for this, Chris. I don't know if, if you want to zoom out the camera a little bit, but let's just talk about gold dust. Do you see all the gold dust? Woo! That's sloppy, and now I don't think that I should have done that. That's the problem with glitter. Glitter, you get it everywhere, and it never comes out. You find it in your hair like a week later. I hate when my kids do glitter projects, and now I decided to do glitter. Ugh. Okay. Off off subject. I get distracted by shiny things, apparently. Um There's a lot of problems in the church these days, and some of these problems that I see or that I tend to have uh, an issue with is this rise in the modern-day prophets. Now, I know some of you are already like, wait a minute, he's going to attack prophets a little bit, but in a godly way, okay? And I'll tell you, my co-host probably doesn't agree with me on this subject, and Gabe and I have an understanding that we can disagree, that we can, and it actually makes for good radio. And so, uh, and I know we've even had prophets on this show, and some of them I agree with, and some of them I don't agree with. Some of their prophecies have come true. Some of them have not, okay? And so I wanted to just break this down a little bit because there is some qualifications for somebody being a prophet, and those qualifications are, number one, you've got to obey God's calling the whole time, okay? It's not like you know, I've been in God sometimes and I fell here. No, no, no. You've got to be in God's calling or you got to obey God's calling the entire time that you're here. Okay. You can't be in it for your own gain. You can't be in it to make money. If you look at the prophets of the old Testament, they were by and large hated. That's right. They Didn't necessarily have a very good life. Did they? A lot of them were in hiding. A lot of them were crying. A lot of them were killed. That was the life of the prophet. So a true prophet should probably be a, a little bit wary of the world, and if we find a prophet that is being celebrated by the world, well, we might have a little bit of an issue there. Okay? you got to live a godly life. That seems like um, that would go without saying. I'm going to move on. you got to also teach the Word of God. And he, that's a, that can be a problem with a lot of the so-called modern-day prophets these days. If you're simply teaching the Word of God... We're never going to have an issue there, no matter what you call yourself. You can call yourself a prophet. If it's coming from the word of God, you're never going to have me being a naysayer. But when you start operating into the realm of God said that Trump would win election, how many of of the prophets, and I'm asking a legitimate question to the audience on this one, how many of the modern-day prophets said that Trump was going to win again? And then that didn't come to pass. And then a lot of them went back and said, well, he did win, but there was fraud. And I, while well, I agree with the fraud part on that, I don't feel like a prophet needs to justify themselves or explain how they're actually right when the world believes that they were wrong. That's not the case. That's, that's not what we should be expecting from an actual prophet who is called by God. If he was called by God, if he is a mouthpiece for God, then guess what? He's never going to be wrong because God is incapable of being wrong. What about predicting future events? It seems to go in line with the prophets. And if you look at the prophets of the Old Testament, guess what? Every single thing they said came to pass. Every one of them, every prophecy, the prophecies that foretold Jesus, prophecies of calamity that was going to befall the nation of Israel, they all came to pass. And some of these other uh, prophets, modern day prophets, I mean, they got a, a hitting average, you know, 20%, 30%. You know, as somebody who watches trends and follows trends, I could make a lot of predictions. I could use that to my advantage and claim to be a prophet. You're never going to hear from me. You're never going to hear me out of those words. But I can look and see the writing on the wall. And say, hey, this is a good possibility. Would it be prophetic for me to say that there's going to be another disease that's going to come out of China, maybe called disease X, I don't know, and it's going to specifically target children, they're going to develop a vaccine, and guess what? The vaccine's going to harm you. Would that be prophetic, or would that be simply me following the trends and exercising a little wisdom? I think so. You're also going to have visions or dreams as a prophet. Uh, And these can be extremely problematic because, hey, let's just face it, sometimes you have a weird dream. Well, maybe you shouldn't have eaten Taco Bell the other night. It can be that simple. Not every single dream that we're going to have is going to be from the Lord. We've experienced nightmares. We've experienced just odd, really weird dreams that make zero sense. I mean, when I was a postman, for example, I used to have dreams, reoccurring dreams about delivering mail. How awful is that? Like a never-ending stack of letters, and I'm just walking. a horrible dream. That didn't mean anything. It's just because of my environment. And I was delivering so much mail that it entered into my dreams. That's all that that was. Hey, there's also a lot to say when we get into the Bible about prophets, and uh, specifically false prophets here. So when we're looking at this, uh, I'm going to go over to uh, Deuteronomy 13, If a prophet or someone who has dreams arises among you and proclaims a sign or wonder to you, and that sign or wonder he has promised you comes about, but he says, let us follow other gods, which you have not known, and let us worship them. Do not listen to that prophet's words or to that dreamer, for the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul. You must follow the Lord your God and fear him. He must keep his commands and listen to his voice. You must worship him and remain faithful to him. The prophet or dreamer must be, put to you, um, must be put out to death because he has urged rebellion against the Lord your God. That's quite a charge. So number one, let's break this down a little bit. There can be prophets in, in society that will say something, and that will come to pass. But if that person urges you to worship other gods... Well, you're not supposed to listen, and then you're actually supposed to put that prophet to death, which is interesting to me because I had always heard the Christianese that if there's a false prophet, you have to put him to death. I believe that was in the Bible. I couldn't find it anywhere. It's just this specific passage. This one's dealing with a false prophet who actually says something that is true. So if a false prophet says something that is not true, I don't actually see the case for putting that person to death, which is probably good nowadays. Moving on from there, and I wanted to break down a few more of the the biblical passages on prophecy. Matthew 7, 15 through 16, Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. It's a pretty strong warning from Christ. Um, Deuteronomy 18, 21 through 22, You may say in your heart, how will we know the word which the Lord has not spoken when a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord? If the thing does not come about or come true, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously, and you shall not be afraid of him. You shouldn't be afraid of these prophets, and especially because there has, uh, in a lot of modern churches, there's been a hierarchy where the prophet is lifted up and given quite the position of authority, and so a lot of Christians will find themselves afraid to say anything against the so-called prophet. I don't think that's a place where we want to be as we worship, as we come together with the Lord in our churches, to be afraid of somebody who has authority over us. We're supposed to test these individuals. We're supposed to test the prophecies. And if the prophecies don't come true, then why do we listen to these people? Why do we listen to their excuses? You see, the problem with a lot of these modern modern church i don't know revivals or just plays i i don't know even know what to necessarily call these but the problem with these services where they have all these things like the like the gold dust like these chaotic events where people are kind of put off is it encourages more and more behavior like this and you got to really ask yourself is when these spiritual gifts are being practiced, is it about the individual? Or is it about God's purpose and His plans? Do you see actual change within the body of Christ or within the community? Or does it simply tickle your ear? When a prophet comes to you and tells you that the Lord has told me that you will have great wealth, well, I'm going to let you in on a little secret that's tickling your ear. If a prophet tells you that you're going to have great power, that you're going to accomplish great things in this world, that's tickling your ear. The prophets of old proclaimed things that actually happened, and they proclaimed things that the people didn't want to hear. You think think the prophet's going to be accepted and loved when he's telling you, hey, guess what? You're going to be invaded and you're going to lose that war and most of you are going to be sold into slavery. You think that prophet's going to be accepted? Or maybe they're going to stone him because they don't like the words that he's saying, even if they do come from the Lord himself. I tire of these types of prophecies and I don't accept them. I've actually seen a number of these prophets who are really good at watching your face, watching the little ticks. They'll pry information out of you, same as a uh, fortune teller. They can watch when they're holding your hands and praying over you. And maybe they'll, they'll, they'll introduce some ideas. Maybe, maybe the loss of a child, I'm just sensing some great loss Within you, And they'll watch your face. If your, your eyebrow moves up or you, you tick a little bit or you get kind of sad, guess what? They're going to go down that path because you've just given them all the information that they need. Now, I am going to say something, and I need you all to understand this. I believe in the gifts of prophecy. I am not a cessationist. I have seen real prophecy. And my issue isn't, isn't at all and the spiritual gifts. It's in the title of the prophet. I believe that so many people have been given prophecy, prophetic words that have been given to the congregation, to the city, to wherever it is, and it has benefited, and it has been proven that, yes, that is a word from the Lord. But the title of prophet, I think that went away. As I read the Bible... I see the last prophet being John the Baptist, and I don't see it being introduced anywhere else. And in fact, as I was studying this a little bit more, I went on over to Revelation, and I started looking at the two witnesses. Now, most people, most theologians, believe that for sure one of those witnesses is going to be Elijah. There's a little bit of debate about Moses or Enoch for the other one. Or there's the possibility that there's just two unknown people. I don't tend to believe that. For me, it's more of Enoch and Elijah. And it's because uh, I I really believe in Hebrews, where it talks about how all men are to die once. There's only two characters in the Bible that didn't die, and that's Enoch and Elijah. But I'm getting a little bit off topic. Whoever these two individuals are, one most people believing is Elijah when he comes back to this earth and he was indeed a prophet, he's not called prophet again. Now he's called a witness. And even as I examined it a little further and I started reading into the early church fathers, some of these individuals were trained directly by the apostles. Some of them just once removed. These are giants in the faith, individuals who ensured that Christianity would be spread worldwide. And that so many of these heresies that entered into it would be called out and corrected. Not a single one of them called themselves an apostle, nor a prophet. I don't have so much of an issue with the evangelist, the teacher, the preacher, because we continue to see these individuals operating. But the prophet and the apostle, I'm not so sure of. I could be wrong there. I don't claim to have all of the answers. But I'm always a little bit cautious around anyone. Anyone who introduces themselves as I'm an apostle or I'm a prophet or somebody who might just put themselves into those positions. I don't think you can do that. I think when, you, when the prophets and apostles actually operated on this earth, it was God who called them into that. Moving on from there... And I wanted to talk a little bit more about apologetics because as most of you know on this show, I have become fascinated with this subject. I love apologetics. It speaks to my analytical mind. I'm very logical when I'm not getting uh, completely off script. But I am. I'm a very logical person. And so the idea of having the knowledge inside of my mind to be able to defend my faith is something that is very appealing to me. And I love that science biology so many of the astronomy so many of these things prove that my faith is accurate prove in fact that there is a creator that evolution is a just a silly idea that has so many holes in it it looks like swiss cheese i love that idea i love the idea that there absolutely has to be an absolute truth this makes sense to me and it makes sense to a lot of you i know that but I wanted to test you all for a little bit because as I've been studying this, I, uh, I found something. And Chris, I'm going to bring you into this a little bit as well. All right. So no, get your microphone ready. Yes. I like to beat up on Chris every once in a while, especially when I'm by myself. I need somebody to talk to. These opinions do not reflect the uh, position of church and state or ah. any of its oh. stuff. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let me ask you a hypothetical question here. Chris, you tell me who I'm describing as I read through this. Okay. All right. All right. Excellent. Okay. So what would you say? Who would you say this is? Individual that was uh, born of a virgin in a cave on December 25th, that his birth was attended by shepherds, that he was a great traveling teacher and master. He had 12 companions or disciples promised his followers uh, immorality immortality, not immorality. Wow. In a cave? (laughs) Immortality. All right. The cave thing is throwing me. Okay. Performed miracles and sacrificed himself for world peace. He was buried in a tomb and after three days rose again. His followers celebrated this event each year, uh, uh, later to be known as Easter. Uh, This individual was called the good shepherd and was identified with both the lamb and the lion and is considered to be the way, the truth and the light. Who would you say that individual is? Sounds an awful lot like Jesus. Okay, there you go. It does, does it not? Now, what if I were to tell you that that is not Jesus? That is actually a pagan deity that existed 400 years before the birth of Christ by the name of Mithras. Oh, dear. Yes. All right. Why do I bring this up? Because this is an argument that secularists, people who hate Christianity, will actually use. And if you don't have this information, if you've never heard this before, what are you going to say to that? What are you going to say to some educated atheist uh, professor who questions your faith like that and says, What about this God? He existed 400, before your, 400 years before your Jesus. <coughs> Excuse me. And look at all the things that he did that the the myths surrounding this individual 400 years before your christ are you going to be able to defend that that question the answer is no the vast majority of christians have no idea who this deity even is and then when they hear all of this it starts to shatter things in fact i know of many young children who have been sent off into the wolf's den i.e. our colleges and our universities and had professors actually hit them with this question right here. And they've lost their faith. They've lost their faith. You imagine how depressing it would be as a Christian parent to send your kids off to a college and they get hit with something like this and they come back to you with blue hair, a bunch of piercings and they say, mom and dad, I don't believe in your Jesus anymore. Maybe... Just maybe we should go in a little bit more, especially with our youth, and teach them apologetics. Teach them about our faith beyond just Jesus' love. Maybe we should prepare them a little bit to where they can fight back, where they can combat the secular leftists as they try to take the very souls of your kids So let's correct this. Let's give you the information that you're going to need to be able to defend your faith. And here it is. This individual did exist 400 years prior to the birth of Jesus. And then his followers died off. But it reemerged in the Roman era. Yeah, after Jesus' death. It reemerged. And now these followers started claiming the exact same things about Jesus. And so, these secular professors, these leftists, who try to make this claim, yeah, they forget to mention the whole massive separation between the old followers of this deity and the new ones in Rome. But you wouldn't know that. I so desire on this show, on Church and State, to include apologetics in so many of the shows that we do because our belief, our faith can be challenged because of the fact that we've allowed the leftists to promote a lie, to promote a lie that Jesus followers, Christians, they're over here. They're over here in the gold dust section. I need more gold dust. Gold dust. More gold dust. Yeah, they only operate in the faith side of things. But when you come on over and you embrace logic, when you embrace reason and science, then you're going to discover that there's no such thing as God. It's wrong. It's completely and utterly wrong. But can we move on over? Faith is great, guys. I'm not attacking faith. I have faith, but I also know that Jesus Christ walked on this earth. I know that Jesus Christ is the son of God and that he rose from the dead. And there were witnesses that wrote about it. I know that without a shadow of a doubt. And so my faith cannot be squashed. I will never question my faith. Even, Even in my Marine Corps days when I was... as as worldly as you could possibly imagine, I still believed in God because I had been educated to know that this is true. There is too much historical evidence, scientific evidence that exists to ever prove atheism is true. No, they're the ones that deal on only faith we as christians we have our faith we have our reason we have the truth church and state is sponsored in part by patriot church and the constitution party i'm caleb collier i was born for a storm welcome to the fire the doctor that i'm recommend for all of your needs is the underground clinic doctor, Dr. Troy Spurl.
1: Because Dr. Troy is the best doctor, bar none. You
0: know, this is the great thing about OfficialSignups.com is it's in all 50 states. You don't have to be in, in Michigan or Minnesota. You can be in Hawaii, you can be in Florida, and you can find a doctor that you can trust. If you are still wearing a mask, if you have rolled up your sleeve and gotten all the jabs and all the boosters, then official OfficialSignups is not for you. You want to go find the, one of those big pharma doctors that'll give you all the prescriptions you want and you can live a very sickly life.
1: Well, if you're looking for a a doctor for yourself or maybe even a doctor for your family or a doctor who's not gonna push vaccines on you, you wanna go to officialSynapse.com. You for sure need to mention church and state when you go to officialSynapse.com to take part in all the savings, all the great deals for you and your family. With the rise of the
0: BRICS nations, uh, you've got a lot of nations that are gathering together and they're all doing a gold-backed currency the united states is not and uh, the petrodollar is starting to fail my suggestion to all of you would be to get behind gold and silver because that is the currency that is always going to have value
1: i might not be a gold or silver guru but i want to have something tangible in my hands at the end of the day so i would definitely recommend every one of you go to bh PM.com.
0: All you got to do is look around and see that the price of, of everything is increasing. Gold and silver is on the rise. It's being artificially suppressed. You want to schedule a consultation right now so that your families don't end up in the bread line. And you're saying, please, sir, can I have some more?
1: Stop waiting. What are you waiting for? Four years from now, prices are going to be absolutely astronomical. Go to BH-PM.com, get a consultation now. You definitely want to mention Church and State. It will get you the best prices. It will get you the best consultation advice. Use Church and State when you go to bh-pm.com.
0: MyPillow.com has got more than just pillows. You've got your slippers, your bathrobes. You have towels that actually dry you off. Not the kind you buy at Walmart where it's just... Kind of a slick mess. Uh, they have got some of the best products out there. The sheets are uh, absolutely incredible. I think it's a thousand count. It's, it's the best products you can buy. And the pillows even have silencer technology in it. And so if, if you need a day where you're just going to scream into your pillow, don't worry, your neighbors won't hear you.
1: Why would you want to go to Bed, Bath and Beyond? First of all, they're out of business. You want to go support an American made product, go to mypillow.com. And then you're also supporting one of the nation's most, I would say, Jesus-filled and a company that is completely, completely built on the gospel of Jesus Christ. So you're getting a two for one there. You know you want a good night's sleep for years. You, you're, you're, you're tossing, you're turning. Just go now. Go to mypillow.com, use promo code Church and State.
0: C-H-U-R-C-H-A-N-D-S-T-A-T-E. That's church and state.
1: You do not want to eat synthetic meat. If you, if you can grow a meat in a lab, if, if you want to go ahead and have soylent green on the table, feel free to eat this garbage that Target's trying to throw out. But if you want actual meat that's been freeze-dried, it's been, been processed by actual human beings, go to griddownchowdown.com.
0: Look, the World Economic Forum has declared a war on red meat. They hate the cows. They hate the cow farts. There is supply chain issues, and uh, for me, you can pry my steak from my cold-bed hands.
1: If you want a meat that's going to last freeze-dried 10 years or more, this is the product you want.
0: I want all of you to go to griddownchowdown.com. Use the promo code CHURCHANDSTEAK. These are fantastic freeze-dried raw beef. The blood is still in it. You just rehydrate it and add it to your favorite meal and you are ready to go. And remember, the Holy Word of God tells us, for one person has faith to eat all things, while another who is weak eats only vegetables. That's Romans 14.2. This was sacred to God. Now to pass.
1: This is exactly why I need some action for my people. Everybody, it's an honor to be with you.